0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Rx Rounds, a podcast that focuses on health education in the Caribbean community. I am your host, Alandra Mitchell. Lymphedema is a buildup of fluid under the skin caused by a blockage in the lymphatic system. This causes swelling, commonly in the arms and legs, pain limited movement, and in severe cases, infection. Cancer survivors who have had surgery or radiation are often prone to lymphedema. This is because the removal of the lymph nodes or radiation therapy results in a blocked passage of fluid in the lymph vessels. In this episode, Miss Carrie ann Degans focuses on the symptoms of lymphedema and some treatment options. Hi everyone welcome back to rx rounds today we're talking about lymphedema and we have a very special guest with us miss carrie-ann degans and she is actually the founder of the lymphedema lymphedema association of trinidad and tobago
1: hey carrie-ann hi thank you for having me such an exciting exciting show to be on Let's start the ball rolling. I can't wait to share all the info I have. Well, try I to. I am
0: so happy to hear that because I think, um, lymphedema is something that not many people know about. Not a lot of people talk about. So this is going to be a great conversation for us.
1: That is so true. As I was introduced, carry on. That's me. Um, <laughs> I have actually been in massage therapy remedial or rather what people call medical massage for, um, since 96 and I chose that field because my father was a national cycling coach for Trinidad and Tobago. So I grew up around sport. So I had this wonderful dream. I will be helping out athletes. Guess what? I don't have cyclists as my clients. (laughs) So I ended up falling more into rehab work because I thought that I would have gotten more results off that. And then over the years, I was, sort of thrown into lymphedema management, I have to say, cause it chose me. And that was purely because of working with physical therapists in terms of the rehab work, cause I worked along with them and doctors. So they started sending a lot of their breast hey, cancer hey. patients to me. And, hey, um, so I saw these, these strange swollen limbs, particularly arms and chest. And I would do my little remedial stuff from before but it didn't seem to stay with the patients. And the reason was that manual lymphatic drainage, as most are taught in a basic massage program, will not work on a person who has a lymphatic system that has been impaired due to surgery, chemotherapy, radiation. Mm -hmm. So that was the part of the formula at that point so many years ago, 10 plus years, that I clearly was clueless on. They weren't really therapists per se in Trinidad. They had a few, but the network was so limited. Nobody shared the information that, okay, or shared to the doctors. So doctors were not aware of that. And that's when I founded the Lymphedema Association of Trinidad and Tobago, because I realized, wait a minute, there's a gap in between. So if the doctors don't know, the patients don't know, and it's a vicious cycle, So even so many years later, I still have people asking me, Lympho who? Lympho what? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So So we're here to bridge that gap, right? Because we're going to talk all about it. I'm welcoming that. Yeah. Great. So what exactly is lymphedema?
1: Okay. so lymphedema, as I hinted earlier, um, most cases we tend to see is with those who've gone through some form of cancer treatment. So it can affect um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month October we tend to focus a lot on arm lymphedema so you may see somebody who has swelling in the hand the arm and the chest region but that's secondary lymphedema you can also have lymphedema where a person was born unfortunately with not enough lymph nodes so lymphedema occurs either because there's a shortage supply of the lymphatic vessels and literally the part that helps the lymph system do what it has to do or because there was trauma, some form of trauma. In the case of someone might have had an infection, not cancer-related, and they develop lymphedema, or they, in essence, and as we're talking about cancer, and most people focus on breast cancer, they had breast cancer and lymph nodes were removed during their surgery. So remember, we can't be vexed at the doctors, because that's, that's what they're dutifully doing. They're saving your life. It's just, it's a side effect that most don't know about. So it looks like swelling that starts off where you can, the patient first of all will notice, of course, swelling at the incision site. So for example, as I'm focusing on breast cancer, because most of us have had someone in our life who has had breast cancer. So the risk for them to develop lymphedema is higher, or we may have met someone in our life who already has lymphedema within the extremities already. So they present with swelling in the hand and as i said will they be up the arm; they may have it into the neck and the shoulder or upper extremity now that being said lymphedema can present anywhere so for example if someone has had let's say throat cancer or cancer within their mandible they can develop swelling within the face Mm -hmm. so and it's mainly because of the fact that if there was some form of trauma as i said so when they remove cells they remove also the lymphatic actual node and it's not the node alone it's a node as well as the vessels the capillary lymphatic capillaries etc so it's very similar to the circulatory system as in how we have veins capillaries and all of those for the cardiovascular so the lymphatic is the nice cousin of your cardiovascular
0: So that's a great point because a lot of people are thinking what is lymph and why is that so important? The lymph system actually removes the toxins from the body. Yes, it does. So that's why it's so important for you to not have that buildup of lymph in those areas where you see lymphedema.
1: Correct. So, you know, fun fact, Mm -hmm. you know, as a kid, most of us would have gotten swollen tonsils at some point. Right. Do you know that is part of your lymphatic system and it's doing its job, which is to, as you say, toxins. So it's cleaning the body. 24-7, it's part of your immune system. So 24-7, your body is working constantly, getting rid of anything that we don't need, anything that will harm us, dead cells, et cetera. So can you imagine the extra load that goes through when it is a part of it is gone? Because unfortunately, the lymphatic system does not regenerate, like blood does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that is part of the issue, why it is that when someone goes for procedures, where they have had the issue of removal of part of their system, why there is a higher risk. And most patients do not know about it until they actually begun to present that change. So unfortunately, yeah. by the time they have, they're mostly told, put that arm up. I'm sure we've heard somebody tell us, oh yeah, my physician or my nurse told me just elevate the arm. That works only, can you imagine, in the first early stages
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the edema before it turns into lymphedema. So they are warning signs. they are warning signs. It doesn't just, the person does not wake up one morning out of surgery and then it's there. So they're warning signs before. And this is why education of the patient pre-surgery as well as post-surgery is really important. So in the team, there needs to be a therapist who is well-versed in lymphedema management. Mm -hmm. So if the person does not understand, I, I explained my own experience in the early, which is why I went on to study. So if the person doesn't know, you can actually end up doing a total hampering and disjustice to the person because you think about it psychologically if i were going through something where i was confused because cancer is a big thing for someone to deal with so if i was confused about what my scenario was and then i had to deal with a new development it can hamper you psychologically to impacts as well as so many other aspects so it's it's something that should be managed a lot better
0: yeah and take yeah. on an integrative approach with everyone involved yeah yeah so we correct. talked a little bit about the causes of lymphedema you told us it's removal of those lymph nodes or some people may actually be born with it there's also that mm-hmm. case where you may have some traumatic injury um maybe as an athlete and it damages the lymph nodes as well correct and that can cause lymphedema but what are some of the symptoms of ah. lymphedema
1: so symptoms um always starts off with a uh, slight swelling in the affected area so if as i said someone one who has breast cancer they tend to feel it in the chest region or they would feel it within the arm. Um, For those who've had, for example, prostate cancer surgery or hysterectomy, they may feel it in the lower abdomen and then into the limbs. Now, lower extremities tend to show it faster within what region? Because gravity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So they present swelling first that they kind of ignore because you know what, it's not that severe, it's mild. It's almost like, oh, I'm a little puffy today. And then we may blame it on life, hormones, Mm -hmm. you know, um but puffiness that stays beyond a certain timeline three weeks a month and i think even three weeks is a bit long right because there should be some improvement um is something you need to watch out so this is why in the team you also have a Venus surgeon who is versed in that and we will tie that in later on as to why because Venus surgeons have sometimes magic touches with regards to potential cures or potential remedies to assist yeah. with heaviness from said lymphedema, right so if it is a person doesn't manage that properly or alert their professionals before it becomes heavier and it starts to look literally like an orange peel skin and then they start to get folds in their skin the skin begins kind of kind of look i call it a bobby look because it looks kind of shiny and then they end up with later stages where it is that the fluid the lymph fluid is so trying to get it out of the limb it literally leaks through the skin. So if there's leaking of fluid through the pores or bursting of the skin, it means, remember, this is part of the lymph, is part of the lymphatic system. Lymphedema is because the, it's swelling in the area. So if the, the immune system as aspect of the lymph system is not working properly, because now we have a pooling, what's gonna happen is the person is more prone to get infections. So they're, there's a whole list of, I don't even want to go through the names of y'all, I'll scare y'all, but there are some really ugly, ugly infections someone could get from fungal infections between the, 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 the actual digits and within the folds if it reaches that point, um, to cellulitis, lymphangitis. Anything itis means it's a big infection. So it's red, it's ugly, it's hot, it needs to go to the doctor now, pretty much.
0: So the moment you have that breaking of the skin is where you get that idea that infections are possible
1: so well that's in the later later stages so someone once the lymphatic system has been hampered there's there is always that running potential that there, there is some form of a infection can happen so it could be as simple because i've actually had a patient this happened to she loves to garden loves loves to garden and she had this beautiful rose garden so post surgery, she thought, Oh, I have my hand under management. I'm just going to go and attend to my garden. She got stuck by one thorn, one thorn. She went inside She put her a little dead to like Caribbean people like to do. And she went back inside to cook and everything the following day. She called me four o'clock in the morning in absolute agony. And it turned out that she actually did have cellulitis. So she sat in her room with a condition a fan, her daughter kept on trying to do like the cooling method on her, like when a kid has fever, but because she had the actual cellulitis infection any kind of infection to that degree where your skin changes to almost scarlet and you it's actually hot and the person is, is literally, they can become a little delusional because it's that serious. She was at risk for that to spread because it can spread. So what happened in her case, she was actually hospitalized for two weeks and she was put under antibiotics by Ivy. So she was very fortunate that her daughter was home. She was very fortunate that I was able to come down to see her. So it's, it's quite a serious thing. So, and it's something that a patient must manage. So as I said, it can present as, as simple as a fungal infection to extreme as that, but you will know when something is not right if it doesn't feel right if the arm feels as though it's just not it's too heavy and i have this warmth coming from it don't wait for it to get red contact your doctor immediately let them do some probably blood works so on you because they'll be able to pick up from your blood if it is that the, the body's trying to fight off something so that's very important
0: and then you yeah? mentioned that the um immune system is already compromised so correct be- correct yeah. An insane amount of infection and spreading very fast so that's the yeah. risk associated with that so i like to say cool, the, the
1: poor I... soldiers have a hole in their defense line so so that's how things good. get in
0: that is a good point yeah yeah <laughs> so what about treatments how would we treat lymphedema in general
1: okay so for treating lymphedema once it's diagnosed and that's why you must have the entire entire wonderful medical team your oncologist come down right um so how is treated once as long as it's confirmed as lymphedema and you can do that from an ultrasound which is the cheapest way to confirm that because you'll be able to tell from the density of the limb and um the more expensive visions will be for example like an mri those devices tend to cost more to do a test but once it has been confirmed the patient can then continue to see either the physical therapist who's trained um, in lymphedema management, because I know, for example, in the States, they do have such facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, However, in the Caribbean, we don't have such facilities. But it's a dream of mine. And hopefully we get there soon. um, Where you can see a therapist before you even get in to this that state, so that you know what to expect, you can actually start doing your management. So you prevent any extended sitting of edema in the arm, which can become then lymphedema. So the 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 the, the and I can't repeat this more, You realize I keep saying this over and over and over. The, the thing is more about education to reduce so then we wouldn't have so many people with lymphedema. It's a very sad fact, do you know, in the states, secondary lymphedema affects more than 10 million, 10 million persons in the United States. And you mentioned, how is it treated? So once the person is diagnosed, it's the, they are put to a therapist. The therapist will start the therapy for that person, depending on the grade of where they are. Mm-hmm. So a patient could be mild, moderate or severe. So what they do is that they would stage them, which I don't really like to use that word staging because already a patient who's had cancer treatment have to deal with, you have stage X, Y, Z. So for them to hear, I have staged one lymphedema I have stage two lymphedema, mm-hmm. et cetera. So I just basically to my patients, I tend to say, okay, well, you're mild, so we can get you to a happy place and you don't have to do this and you're good to go. You just do your homework and I I give them homework, by the way, and you're good. So the therapy normally includes VODA manual lymphatic drainage, which is completely different than manual drainage as the the French technique that was used in spas, et cetera, because it's meant for those who have an impaired system. And then if the person needs to be bandaged, depending on the severity of their condition, then we would do multi-layer bandaging with them. During this time of therapy, we educate the patient because remember their skin is going to be compromised, the more edema or more volumic their limb is. So we will have to educate them from early things to look out for. For example, as I said, the cuts, the nicks, the burns, how you first did that immediately. Look out for the type of wounds because remember they will be prone to get wounds is lack of circulation so they're going to have issues with their skin dexterity right so we have to make sure they're aware of that we need to make sure they're moisturizing their skin because when a skin is nice and moisturized and, t- and hydrated it is less prone to break and form areas for infection to gather right so during that time also again depending on the stage of where the person is again stage you see that just comes out of your mouth so easy but rather the where the patient is so obviously a patient who is on more of the latter spectrum more severe moderate to severe they may have as i said the little lobules so little folds so they will have crevices where infection can reap in terms of fungal infection right Um, So they can get yeast infection in those areas. So it's something that has to be kept dry, you know, that the first state aspect of that has to be taken care of. And of course, very important, movement. Mm -hmm. You must move. So when the patient is bandaged, if they need to be bandaged, depending on where they are in the spectrum, they still have to move even though their arm may be in multiple layers of bandage, or they have all these fancy techniques now where they put on binders you literally just velcro everything on so it takes time down the time management down so a patient doesn't have to spend hours bandaging themselves or their family or their support system doesn't have to spend hours doing that so it's again to recap the water technique which the therapist does with the patient so it's obviously tailored to that patient the skin management in terms of moisture right they're going to go and focus on their exercise they're also going to watch out for any wounds and all of that and of course nutrition 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 mm. why i'm seeing it on your face why why nutrition i mean this is someone's limb why the lymphatic system is part of the immune system it can't function 100 percent unless it is that the body has a fighting chance So you're not gonna take your body when it's trying to fight after it's already fought chemotherapy radiation surgery right or still fighting it and and feed it it. junk food that's like taking your car and putting junk in it (laughs) it's not gonna move very far is it right so you gotta move so your lymph could move yeah yeah i hope i put out as colorful and fun as i think it is
0: Okay, so we have the exercise aspect. We have the, the nutrition aspect. Um, you also talked about the therapy. What about bandaging?
1: Okay, so bandaging, as I said, depends on the patient. So a patient who has milder case may only need to do compression in the form of day wearing of their sleeve, okay. which they're fitted for. So, and again, it depends on the person's case. So a patient may come in post-surgery not have very much swelling, and I will fit them for a 15 to 20 gauge compression sleeve. That just means the compression is of the lowest range. Generally, off the shelf, like what someone will be able to get, um, I know in the States they do sell sometimes at some of these stores, the compression wear for lower and upper extremity. They tend to know most of them start at 20, 30. Um, and they go upward from there. So, the more, the heavier the compression is, the more, the more severe a case is. And also, each individual is different. So, if it is, say, I had a patient who was diabetic, um, presented with lower extremity, lymphedema, swelling within the legs, but was an elderly patient, I'm not going to take them and put them into pulled on pantyhose. Mm-hmm it's going to be very difficult for that person to do. And I don't know how independent that person was before. And I don't know if they ended up getting that debilitation in their mobility because of the fact of the treatment they went through. Because, you know, some of these, these therapies they do, that does have side effects that affect the person for the rest of their life. For example, like neuropathy. Um, I would tend to put them in, in binders. So they are compression binders, which I mentioned early on, which is it imitates bandaging but it has the benefit of having the ease of comfort for putting on and taking off. So even if, and again, it applies to a patient who doesn't matter what stage they're in. So if it is they present with those particular unique points, I would Mm -hmm. put them into that sort of device. But if it was someone who was able to, I would put them into actual compression stockings, um, sleeves, um, or even, you know, just, work that in combination and depending again on the case with a pneumatic device for lymphedema management at home which is the lymphedema pump mm-hmm. to help them because my intention is to educate the patient what they need to do for their unique case of course see them ever so often to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do because lymphedema is a lifelong condition it doesn't go right it's more about management and then hopefully send them away happily where it is they can feel confident that they're able to do what they need to do to have a good quality of life right yeah
0: but there's also like the surgical aspect of um lymphedema and um yeah i know that's not something you frequently see but there are some opportunities to sort of redirect the lymph so that it's able to drain from the body um, however, this is not likely to be the first line treatment. Usually they go with those things that you mentioned. Correct. The, the um, light exercising, the um, compression garments, things of that nature are usually first line mm-hmm. for patients who have. Yeah. The
1: because therapy is, is normally in two stages. So, like if someone presented with, um, in the initial when they come out and they present with some swelling, we try to reduce it via therapy in terms of the manual therapy compression therapy and the exercises because what you are trying to do is wake back up the lymphatic system because it's a beautiful chain throughout the entire body and i have to say that god definitely knew what he was doing when he designed us with that because it's amazing next time we'll probably discuss that more in depth um (laughs) but uh they have surgical interventions they have been working on for the past 10 to 15 years started in Europe. And we now have persons on this side, for example, in Colombia, because I have a client who lives in Colombia, and she actually just had lymph node, um, the anastomosis one that where they literally created a bridge. So that is just a big word to say they took some lymph nodes created a bridge to from one set of lymph to the other so that there's an actual new channel. So why people get lymphedema just to recap is because the Passage passageway where the lymph used to pass is not there. So let's say in terms of if you were to talk about in Trini language, our roadworks people pass and put up big potholes and then the cars can't pass. Okay? So what it is that this these doctors do when they do that procedure, they come and they patch up the big hole and they put a nice bridge to make it an easier passage <laughs> for people the people to pass because okay. of course you'll realize as the live fluid
0: okay that is such a yeah. great analogy i love it yeah.
1: so and um she's actually been very successful so she still needed to do because she had moderate swelling and she she still keeps in contact with me even though she's way in colombia and she has been able to do some bandaging because they need to do it after that procedure. It's more or less to ensure that the results are they get the results they want. And she doesn't have to wear a compression sleeve as often. She used to have to wear a compression sleeve daily.
0: Uh,
1: otherwise, her, uh, her entire arm and hand would have swollen, gotten swollen. She used to travel a lot back and forth because she has family here. So I'm very happy for her. Um, in terms of lymph node transplant, which is uh, another aspect. Yeah, yeah um lymph node transplant they harvest from where you have the healthiest collection of lymph nodes which in most cases was within the abdomen so they take a lymph node or a couple and they literally as it says transplant so it's just transplanting one organ to another area in your body and um same thing they do have to sit and watch and bandage and see how the patient does the the it's beautiful wonderful uh, developments they have but again, some patients take it, some patients don't. And that's also why insurance doesn't really cover the procedure. All right. So that I, I mean, and I jumped ahead of you with that one. Um, <laughs> insurance doesn't cover any lymphedema management in the program, unfortunately. Um, even from diagnosis, even though it has been well documented that lymphedema is a potential side effect of cancer treatment so we're gonna work on them don't worry we're gonna work on that
0: yeah
1: because i think it's a little unfair it's a little unfair because therapy is expensive unless you have a compassionate therapist and doctor and entire team um the actual tools somebody needs to manage themselves because and that's partially why it is i do my approach how i do because i would like to think if it were my mom or me and i'm sitting down there and i have someone attending to me i want for them to feel some empathy towards me so it i need to be more looked at as if it is that you want me to learn to become independent i think it makes a huge difference so as i said we're going to work we're going to work on the insurance companies because compression garments really depend on the type that the person uses only lasts between four to six months so you do the math and if a person has to wear a compression sleeve no matter what stage they're at, and they need about two because if you're wearing, you gotta wash it at some point. You can't be wearing it all the time because remember they're at risk for infections. Infections, yeah. Right. So and if I mean I have some people who are super stylish, they they love all their prints because I represent Juzo in the Caribbean along with other brands. Um, so which which by the way, shout out to Juzo because um I'm able to, to actually get a supplier who understands the Caribbean person. So I actually have a wide variety of skin color, mm-hmm. you know, just so sort of, if it is that somebody wanted something, yeah. I don't want to look like I have, I have, in the beginning. A lot of people say, I don't want to look as though I am in a medical facility all the time. And at, at first, I didn't understand. And it was meant I don't want to wear that very, very whitey beige or black. I want it something I feel comfortable that doesn't draw attention to me mm-hmm. and as i said shout out to juzo um <laughs> they have a really wide variety in this and and what they offer and they have mm-hmm. beautiful prints
0: that's so that's great yeah so i think that's a good segue because on our show we focus a lot on myths and misconceptions so yeah. i wanted to kind of get your insight on any myths myths and or misconceptions about
1: lymphedema? Ah, okay, so the first one, I know we've been concentrating on someone had surgery, there's a risk. The risk will always be there, but I have had people who came to me because they were afraid of the risk. Unfortunately, they came early and they never developed lymphedema, right? The thing with um, a patient, you can't say to them, oh yeah, 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 you, you had so many lymph nodes groups, so definitely, you are going to get right. swelling. You, you need to put on a sleeve like, no, you you need, you you need to come see me, no, 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 no. You, you can't, yeah. that's scaring somebody. It's more about, as I said, education. Let them process what they have to process. Be available for a patient to contact you, and guide them through. Uh, so that's one myth. Another myth I have found was um, someone told me, I don't wear compression sleeves because my doctor told me not to wear compression sleeves, even though the arm is really swollen, Um, because he said that it will give me lymphedema. (laughs) Can you hear the crickets? Okay. So my take on that was it's either a, the information was jabbled in between, which can happen. All right. Yeah. Or B it may be that the, the one communicating may not understand why they have to use a sleeve, or may not have ever. And this is not, this was not a patient of mine. This is somebody I met literally outside of one of my, cause I go to national radiotherapy center and I speak for free to patients sitting, waiting to do therapy and that's in St. James in Trinidad so I'll just walk up to somebody and talk to them yeah. because most times they're just sitting there scared and they may like to talk to somebody and learn something. Mm -hmm. Right. So what I find is, um, a lot of misinformation in regards to that was around. And another thing that I found very odd that someone told me was besides that one about, Oh no, I don't have to wear it because I just told, I have to put my arm up. So it's going to go down. And I asked them how long did they have the surgery? Oh, I had my surgery seven months ago. And this was not someone who both arms looked the same. So there's a definite visual change and texture change within the actual upper extremity. So I tried to educate that particular this is the case I'm telling you about I tried to educate them while I was sitting there about what they should know about in terms of lymphoma And I actually went through some basic breathing exercises to help open and um, create more circulation for the lymphatics. It's not it was not a full aspect for them. But it's because given the situation, I was in a public forum, and I was trying to be as um, discreet as possible to educate and assist that person. The other aspect is um, where it is that and I keep saying it again that lack of information because of the fact that I just did auxiliary lymph node trans um, removal I just did an auxiliary lymph node removal and I'm not going to get that because I was not told about it Hmm. again there's no guarantee and let me tell you all a little secret they're doing actual research on a genetic aspect of why certain people get lymphedema there is a connection. And guess what? A lot of Caribbean people fall into that category. Mm-hmm. And it's because we're so nicely mixed up, like oh, Callaloo, a Kalaloo, a Pillow, or whatever favorite dish you have from your country. We're mixed up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a risk. And please, please take responsibility for your health. Educate your doctor. Call me.
0: <laughs> so one of the misconceptions that I often hear, um, and you talked a little bit about it earlier, is this idea mm-hmm. that healthcare professionals think because cancer, because we know that the majority of cancer patients experience lymphedema, because it's such a stressful thing for them, we don't want to burden them with the idea of having to deal with another, as yeah. Well. So there's often that neglect from educating about lymphedema because this is already a trying time for the patient. They've had cancer or they may continue to have cancer. And why burden them with something else? So, I mean, my personal point of view is leave that up to the patient. Educating them is essentially the right and they should be able to know what are the side effects of chemotherapy, radiation, or whatever other option that you give them for their treatment.
1: Very important. Um, But then you also have, on the other hand, again, and I think it's unique to our Caribbean sisters and brothers. We don't ask questions because we still come from an area where the doctor knows all. Mm -hmm. Even though I may not understand the language they're speaking to me in. I don't ask questions. I don't even know the drugs they're giving me. I don't even ask what are these side effects because that's another point. Some of the drug side effects can imitate lymphedema. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's really important to have all the medical personnel on board. And why I keep saying that is that's another thing. And I might get a little clout for this. No man is an island.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I cannot know everything. I must refer and confer and do all the first with my others in the industry who have more knowledge than I do. At the end of the day, it needs to be the patient's well-being is the priority and not I did that.
0: Well, Carrie-Anne, this was such an interesting conversation, and I wish we could take it longer. I know there's so much more we can learn about lymphedema. I know. That's why I said we might have to do <laughs> another one. Yeah, we them. would definitely have to do a follow-up to this episode. I am very, very serious about that. <laughs> but tell our listeners where they can find you and um, all of your handles and all of your products and stuff like that. Tell us everything.
1: Sure. So I'm going to start with, as you all realize, I'm, I'm very very much in love with my Juzo brand um, I do love them uh, I love all my suppliers actually I am the Caribbean distributor for Juzo I am also the distributor for Ease, which does a lot of bra compression chest compression for male and female um, they do the body suit aspect as well so for those who have for example chest edema as well as torso edema they do wear for that they have compression shorts And I think they're now venturing into compression caprices. I have um, also developed a relationship with other distributors, but still in tweaks, but I'm still gonna drop their names, right? Solidia um solidia has a fantastic european style line of amazing panty who is for pregnant women who also develop um edema not lymphedema edema so they have a line specifically for that and i also have a wonderful relationship that i'm developing right now with bonito for not lymphedema but more compression wear for those who have done cosmetic surgery okay. so because they they can benefit from aspects of lymphedema treatment to help them with their post-surgical edema management i am also the agent for aeros medical pneumatic pump devices and that's the lymphedema pumps i had mentioned earlier on Um, am i forgetting anybody oh yes and um i do the kinesiology taping because i'm a certified kinesiology taping practitioner so i do use my juzo tape again but I was trained in the actual kinesiology team. and, um, I'm sure I'm getting stuff, but I, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I will ask, be asked about it, but if you want to get in contact with me, you can WhatsApp me and I'm going to drop my number first at, uh, eight six eight cause I'm in Trinidad seven, seven, six, seven, two, eight, five, or, um, you can email me. My email is needing with a key. Thing. You know, it's kind of ironic. Needing like to need bread, K N E A D I N G, the number two, relax, R E L A X, at gmail.com. And my handle on Instagram, am I saying it right? Am I saying yeah. it right? <laughs> it's the at sign, needing like how I spelled early on, to relax, like the number two, relax. So I'm looking forward to hearing from all these wonderful listeners because I know their questions.
0: While there is no cure for lymphedema, the treatment options discussed by our guest significantly reduces the progression of this condition. Talk to your doctor about which options may be right for you. If you enjoyed this episode, follow RX Rounds on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button, rate, comment, and review this podcast. We'll see you next round on RX Rounds.